Welcome to the Savvy Working Mom podcast. This is the place where we share strategies to help you create a life you love. I'm your host, Whitney, a real-life working mom at a Fortune 500, professional speaker, and coach. I'm going to help you get real-life relief with simple systems so you can find more time and have less stress. With intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever. You've probably heard that clarity and self-care are two of the keys for building an awesome life. But in today's busy world, who has the time to figure out exactly what that means for herself? You can learn on your own, but you're learning in a vacuum. And with how much you have going on, it becomes really easy to put your own personal growth on the back burner, which is where I come in. When you work with me, you'll get support from someone who really understands the challenges of being a working mom. I want to give you a special invite to request a free strategy call with me by visiting thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. Again, that URL is thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. I look forward to talking to you soon. Liza Huber is the CEO and founder of Sage Spoonfuls, one of the most trusted brands and mealtime products for babies and kids. She's also an award-winning cookbook, author, wife, and mama of four, and now she's here to share with us. Liza, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And one of the things that just jumps off for me is you run a company and you have four kids. Like, how do you stay organized? Well, Whitney, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I am so happy to be here. Gosh, how do I stay organized with four kids? You know, it's, um, we're all so busy. And for me, I have, over the years, I've developed a system of, with post-it notes on my computer. Um, on the left-hand side, I do the five critical tasks that need to be done for spoonfuls that day. And on the right-hand side, I do the five critical tasks that need to get accomplished for the family that day, whether it's reminding myself to cook dinner or do the laundry or a parent-teacher meeting or someone's got horseback riding or whatever. Like for me, you know, cause we always feel like we have 10,000 things to do, which we sort of do, but not everything needs to be done that day. So every night, you know, I, I, I brain drain into my notebook and then I kind of pick what's most critical for the next day for both home and family. And then I put it on the post-its on my computer. And so when I feel like getting overwhelmed, I stop and I look, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Everything stays on track as long as I get this stuff done. How do you decide what goes on that list? I can imagine that the list could be much more than five things on either side. So how do you pick? It is. I mean, you know, just like all of us working moms, our lists are like a bazillion things and nothing ever all gets checked off. And I don't do anything digitally, which is hard. <laughs> I do everything on a paper kind of girl. So I have the, like tons of notebooks and I write stuff down and it's just a brain drain. And you know, anytime something comes into my head, I, I write it down on the notebook. And then every night I just choose what are those critical tasks. There could be a hundred things that need to be done, but a hundred things don't need to be done tomorrow. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, they don't have to all get done, right? It doesn't all have to happen. With that, you know, I feel like there's this idea out there that as mamas, we need to do it all, all the time. The kind of like, how do you do it all question? How does she do it all? Um, you again have four children and you're a CEO. What do you think about that? What do you think about doing it all? I firmly believe that we can do it all, just not all at the same time. I'm, I, I really, over the years, have come to understand that when we spread ourselves too thin, business gets 30% and the kids get 30% of you and the spouse gets 30% of you and you're, you know, and then this with laundry and, the, and there's, there's, there's just 
it's just a fail all across the board, I found, when you spread yourself too thin. So as often as I can, I segment my day very, um, very, very scheduled. You know, when it is time to work, it is time to work. When it is time to be with the kids, they're getting my full attention. When it's date night with my husband, it's date night. The phone's in the bag and I'm not dealing with work. Um, I'm making time to go to the gym. I'm not going to check my you know, emails when I'm at the gym, like really segmenting my time. I went out to dinner with my best girlfriend last night. I haven't seen her in two months. I mean, it's, and we didn't talk about work or anything. We talked about a fun adventure trip. I mean, segmenting your time. So for, for whatever segment it is, there, that is getting your full 100% attention. It can't be done every single day and all the time, but as often as you can, segmenting for me is the key to, to doing it all. So it sounds like not just segmenting, but also being present, right? Being really focused. And when you segment your time, you say, this is what I'm going to do at this time. And this is what you do. How do you figure that out? How do you make that happen to be present in the moments and focused on either who or whatever task is in front of you? I think that takes a lot of practice. I mean, living mindfully, right? You know, so when you are with the kids to not be doing work or be thinking about work, I mean... I've gotten a lot better about not thinking about work when I'm with the kids because I put the phone and the computer just totally away. The post-it notes really help. They really help. I mean, I, I tend to kind of wander and everything, you know, what I'm in charge of with the company is, you know, product design and branding and marketing and content. So a lot of it is really creative and I tend to like really just zone, but I, I, I stay focused by looking back. No, finish this task. Don't go to task number two until task number one. Even if task number one is going to take you three hours, like, do it in its entirety, check it off, and then move on to the next thing. I have to, I have to see it written down. What gets measured gets accomplished. Like, just write it down, do it. <laughs> I love that. And I like, I'm a paper person myself. I've got post-its everywhere. There's post-its at my house. There's post-its at my job. I use right. a planner. Like, it all helps. And something that's really helped me is... Um, like you said, put the phone in another room. Like you got to put the phone away someplace so it's not there. And then I love to have like a piece of paper and a pen nearby so that anything that pops into my head, I can write it down and not be distracted by the thought and like get right back into the moment of being yes. a husband or, um, or doing the work. You know, this is also occurs like in a meeting <laughs> when I'm in meetings. Yeah. I mean, because we do, like you said it perfectly, the ideas pop into our head. And for me personally, it pops right out just as quickly as it popped in. So like, I always need something, some way to take a note because I feel like my ideas are like the wind. It goes in my ear, it swirls around my brain and then it goes out. Cause you, your brain is just like a hamster in a wheel. So I try to catch that idea before it goes like the wind right out the other side of my head. <laughs> Yeah. No. And for me, it's like almost the opposite. Like the idea comes in and then it sits there and it like ruminates. And then I start to get really focused on it and just right. inside of like everything in front of me. If I write it down, that's how I get it out so that I can get back to where I need to I'm be. the opposite because if I don't yeah. write it down, then I forgot it. Then I'm ruminating about what in the heck was that great idea that I just had. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, so here's how we're opposites. But then we were talking earlier, there is a way that we're similar which is in that magic hour that moms tend to talk about, um, at least some more moms have talked about, like the two hours, you know, between five and seven or six and eight, like after, after work and before bedtime, um, using music, right? And, and yes. music is like really helpful during that time. Can you share a little bit about, um, about what that means for your family? Absolutely. I mean, for us, it's sort of like a 5.30 to 7.30 type of a thing. And mm -hmm. I, a couple of months ago, I was like, was cooking dinner and I was looking at the TV and they're all just 
almost like zombies watching the TV of watching people watching TV or I like <laughs> watching people playing a video game. And I don't like it just, there is just nothing positive in my opinion that can come out of that. Like I don't get it other than like zombies. So I said, you know, guys, like I understand we all have like random things we like to watch. And I know that this is a big thing, but like during this dinner time, I'm going to start putting on music. And it's interesting. They love the music. It changes the tone in the household. All of a sudden they're bringing their Legos and Play-Doh into the kitchen or homework or whatever. And it sets a nice mealtime tone. And, you know, we've also really committed to as often as possible, like sitting down at the table to eat mm. versus me standing up at the counter, like two of them at the table, two of them, you know, at the counter, then like, you know, my husband's over, over there, like really sitting the six of us together. I mean, there've been so many studies done, right? That like sitting down for 10 minutes. <laughs> Makes a huge difference. Yeah. That you guys have committed to that. Are there other things that you have committed to, you know, as, as a, as a woman, right. That you've committed to, to help you be the full person that Liza is. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've spoken about, um, earlier we spoke about mom guilt and I, it's not anything I've ever believed in. I don't believe that mom should feel guilty for pursuing their dreams. You can be a wonderful mom, a loving hands-on mom and still have a career. You can be a, a hands-on loving mom and still be a wonderful spouse and partner and friend. Um, I think that we certainly, I know for me at least, I definitely get disappointed in myself sometimes if I miss something or I forget something that was maybe important to my child because I was at a meeting. But I, I don't feel guilty about it. I feel disappointed and I make a change or an improvement so that it doesn't happen again, but I don't feel guilty. And I think that allows me to be happier. Men don't feel guilty about working. And they don't. They, and women shouldn't feel guilty about working. A great mom is a great mom, you know? Yes, amen to that. And I think it's really interesting because like, you know, working mom, no one says working dad, right? It comes out awkward to say working dad. <laughs> and so it's like, why do we feel guilty when we are actually doing so much more? We're the primary caregivers and we're working. Like there should be no guilt. There should be pride in that. I agree. Sometimes you get disappointed. We set, society has a really high bar set for us because we got to jump over all these hurdles before we even start the day. Um, but I think there's also this idea, right, that we just set the bar so high for ourselves sometimes that it makes sense to be disappointed. But the guilt, I, I agree that it's something that really, I wish we could eradicate. I wish I could take it from every mama, bag it up and like throw it into the sun. I would love for moms to replace guilt with pride. I would really love for moms to be so proud of themselves for everything that we do, for being loving moms, for running the household, for chasing our dreams and holding it together and, and showing our children, particularly our daughters, that you can, you can do it. This you is part, it's part of your, it's part of the, the beauty of being a woman is that we are so beautifully capable of doing everything very well and with a lot of love yes doing it amazingly one of the things you just mentioned when you were talking about guilt was um you know not feeling guilty when you forget something and you'd shared with me a really cute story about the tooth fairy 
Yes. And how you remember <laughs> the tooth fairy um, for your four kids. Could yeah. you share that with the listeners? Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure so many of your listeners remember like when they had their first child, you and they lose their first tooth and they're so excited and it's such a big deal and the tooth fairy. And but then you have your second child or your third child or your fourth child, and like there's a lot of kids in the house, and there's a lot of teeth being lost, and the 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 magic for you, you're like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, the tooth fairy. I can't forget the tooth fairy. We've forgotten the tooth fairy like three times over the past two years. And I mean, you see the kids wake up in the morning and they're so crestfallen and there's disappointment, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe the tooth fairy forgot, forgot to come. So for me, I devised a plan where like the second they come home uh, from school with the lost tooth or wherever they lose the tooth, I actually put it in one of our sage spoonfuls jars and I put it up on the kitchen windowsill and right there I set my alarm, 10.30 p.m., tooth fairy. And Brendan, who's 11, he just lost a molar literally two days ago, and I was all snug in bed at 10.30 at night, ready to pass out, and boom, there goes the tooth fairy alarm. And I was so grateful for the tooth fairy alarm because I would have forgotten. I would have completely forgotten. So that's one of my mom hacks, tooth fairy alarm. <laughs> I love it. It's a great one. And it's one that could work for almost anything, right? Any Anything you need to remember? That oh, parent, parent teacher meetings, soccer practice. I've just got alarms going off, you know, all afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it. I actually believe it. So you got alarms going on off all afternoon. I'm sure, you know, between the two post-its and the alarms. Um, how do you take care of yourself? Like, what do you consider self-care? How do you take care of yourself? What does that mean to you? That's such a great question. Self-care is such a buzzword these days. And for me, self-care is a roller coaster because I feel like I do very well with it sometimes. And then I, for, you know, you just get knee deep in working kids and working kids. Like for me personally, self-care is getting my butt to the gym three days a week, you know, eating healthier and trying to take at least a half a day off maybe every two weeks. I don't even know. <laughs> but like getting to the gym, I, I just a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, my clothes are getting tight. Like I don't feel good. I just don't feel good in my body. And so I started going back to the gym. And for me, it takes me to book a session with a trainer to actually get me to the gym. I hate it so much. So I will not go. Historically, my behavior has shown I will not go unless I have spend the extra money and I will lose that money if I don't go. But for me, that's what works for me. It gets my butt to the gym and I feel so much better. And I'm, yeah. No, I just say, I love that. Cause I, what I heard you just say right there is like one, the importance of being honest with yourself and what you need, where you're like, I hate the gym, but I know I should go. And so he, I'm honest with myself about that. And here's what I need. And then you create accountability for yourself by not flushing money down the toilet. Um, exactly. I mean, some people love to go to the gym on their own. And I wish I was one of those people. I am just not. <laughs> it saved me a lot of money for sure. Yeah. And that's okay. Hey again, it's Whitney. I hope that you're enjoying the show. If you're a busy mama who wants more time for herself and her passions, get started today by getting my free video short course, More Time and Less Guilt by Monday at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time. If you're new here or haven't yet done this, it is definitely the first step to getting started and applying these principles to your life. Head on over to thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time and grab your free gift today. So can we talk a little bit about this um, almost stigma? And I think it comes back to this thing, like where we're doing so much as moms and there's all this societal pressure about taking time off, even if it's just a half a day. 
Um, can you share a little bit about why that's important to you and how you manage to make it work from a, you run a company and you have four kids and then also perspective as well as the perspective of just getting your head around the fact that this time off is something that, that needs to happen for you. It took getting burned out so many times mm. to realize that something's got to change. Cause when I get burned out, I'm not burned out for a day. I'm burned out for two weeks. Mm. Um, like so burned out. Um, I'll go so hard for like six months, you know, up at five, sometimes work till 2 a.m. and just go, 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 go. And with the kids and it never stops, never stops, never stops. And not getting enough sleep and not going to the gym. And then, and then it just hits you like a ton of bricks. And the most recent time it happened was really just a few weeks ago. And I said, this is just this is so dumb. Like I'm working myself into the ground and now I'm pretty much just absolutely just drained of any passion, any energy, any desire to do anything. So I've made a commitment and to myself to on the weekends to not work all day Saturday and all day Sunday to just work in the morning Saturday and work in the morning Sunday, no later than 11 or 12. And then be with my family and be happy. And if I'm exhausted in the middle of the week, take a 10 minute hour nap. There's no shame in that because mama gets tired. You have to take some time off to prevent burnout because burnout is burnout can be really brutal. It can be. And I think it's something that a lot of mothers suffer from. And in fact, I don't know if you know, but last year the World Health Organization actually recognized it as a medical condition. Really? Yes. It's wow. been recognized as Good. a medical condition. Great. However, the caveat that I find super interesting is it's a work-related medical condition. So your job, your career can cause burnout. Um, I think for working moms who also, if you look at the studies, work on average 98 hours a week, if you include household and job work, um, that outside of the household part isn't considered. I find that interesting. But yeah, burnout was recognized as an actual medical condition. That's pretty great. And if you think about it, if that doesn't even include everything yeah. that goes on at home, I mean, if you can get just burned out from work when you, it's like, that should really go like open people's eyes and, and moms really take, take a step back. If only getting burned out at work is recognized by the World Health Organization, when you add in everything we do at home, it's, it, it's major. It's major. Burnout is major and burnout is a really, a really big deal. And uh, we need to take some time. We need to, we, it, it's, an, it's okay. It's not even just okay to take time for yourselves. It's critically necessary. It is. It is. You, because when you're burned out, you're no good to anybody. You're not good to your kids. You're not good to your job. You're not good to yourself, right? It's, um, it is not self-serving. It's self-preserving to take care of yourself and take the time to relax. Yeah, absolutely. It's like they say when you're, you're on an airplane, you know, the oxygen mask, put it on yes. yourself first and then help that someone next to you. It doesn't feel right that you would help yourself before you would help someone else. But yet, if you don't put on your oxygen mask and take care of yourself, you're going to pass out and you're not going to be able to help the person next to you. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. You have to help yourself. You have to be rested and <laughs> recharged and, and ready to give. Yes, and ready to give. And I think one of the things we've talked about is um, mama sets the tone, right? Mom sets the tone for the house. So. Mom, mom does set the tone for the house, for better or worse. And I now have a teenager, and that is not easy. You know, that's not easy at all. I mean, I looked in this, the guy has got one chore and one chore only, okay? And that's to do the dishes. 
Um, and, you know, I looked this morning and like he didn't do them and, and we're going to be going away for the weekend, right? From picking them up from school. So it's like, gosh, you left them for me, you know, but that's, you know, it's like, um, I, I've made the choice to just be calm. I'm going to discuss it with him because he's 13 and like, of course he doesn't want to make life harder for me. He's just 13 and he's thinking about himself. So I've made the conscious choice to go into the teen years and try to stay at ground level, you know, just like set the tone because it's so easy to get upset and very frustrated. And I think like, Lord knows I've done my fair share of yelling, <laughs> you know, and what good is it, right? Like, what good is it? Just upsets everybody. So I've made the conscious choice going into the, just not only going into the teen years, but, you know, two years ago, I said, no more yelling, none. And no more yelling, like just accountability. You don't do the dishes, you don't get to play your Nintendo Switch. You don't do your homework, you don't get to watch TV. You don't do that. Like, just accountability, responsibility. There does not need to be any yelling whatsoever. And it has changed everything. The tone in the house is so different. So That's different. awesome. That's yeah. amazing. You have given us some great advice. And before we wrap, though, there's two questions that I like to ask everyone on the podcast. So I'll ask it to you as well. The first is, what is your morning routine? So how do I start the day? For me, uh, it's definitely not every morning, but I try very hard to get up at five and, and work for like two and a half hours before the kids have to go to school. That eases my mind a lot and allows me to be a more present mom at 3 p.m. when they get home from school. Um, and coffee. That's honestly it. Like I, I get up early to do emails and I have to have my coffee, like before the kids get up. Like to think my own thoughts, to get some things done for myself. Um, yeah, th that's about it. It's nothing like exciting. Coffee and emails, that's it. I it doesn't have to be exciting if it works. I wash my face. I wash my face and brush my teeth. <laughs> yes, hygiene, hygiene, that's important. <laughs> the hygiene, that's yes. important. It's, I wake up early. I also get up really early to do like my own thing, but it's part of me getting up early is to make sure I have time to shower peacefully. That's really important. Yes. And if I'm not up before my son, I can't shower peacefully. Um, it makes a much better day for me when I'm clean. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's not asking too much, right? Just it's not, no. Peace for five minutes. Yes. Because I actually remember when we first had my son and, um, you know, you're like, nur I, I, I breastfed. So like nursing, they're up every 90 minutes. And, um, and finally I was like to my husband, like, I just need a break. Like, I just need a break. We skip this feeding. I just, I really need a break. Um, cause it'd been a lot no yeah. sleep for weeks on end. And I was like, and I have to take a shower because at that point, honestly, it might've been a week. I don't know how long it had been, but it was a while and I just need to take a shower. So like get in the shower and I'm just like, I'm like really in that moment where I'm about to sit down in the tub and cry because I just have to get it all out. And so thankful to be in the shower and relaxing and just having a moment like my body to myself just a break and he opens the bathroom door doesn't even knock just opens the door and goes look at that son he's being so cute and it's like i don't want to look at him right now i just yeah. have to take a shower i've been looking at it for weeks <laughs> it was like, i know he's cute he's so cute but i you know, know he's freaking adorable but you I know just, what's cuter a clean mom like because yeah. what's not cute is one week this, is this hot mess that's happening right here the hot mess exactly yeah. <laughs> love it and um yeah ever since then i was like you know what i realized what's important to me is um is a peaceful shower amen um, 
So the other question that I always ask the guests, uh, and this is, you've shared so much advice for us, but what is one thing that you want other working moms to know? Something that I want other working moms to know is that there are a hundred different ways to be a great mom and to never let anyone judge you. Never allow anyone to judge you or the choices you make uh, for your family. Uh, because only you know what's right for your family. And there are so many ways to be a great mom and don't ever let anyone judge you. Liza, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, if people want to know more about you or Sage Spoonfuls, where can we find you? Thank you so much. Whitney, I've loved talking to you. This has been so great. Um, so for Sage Spoonfuls, you can find us at sagespoonfuls.com. We're on Instagram at sagespoonfuls. And for me personally, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Liza Hubert. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes for everybody. And thanks again, Liza. This has truly been one of the best chats I've had. Thank you so much, Whitney. Bye. That's all we've got for this episode of the Savvy Working Mom podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Also make sure to link up with us at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash blog and on Instagram at thesavvyworkingmom. And please just share, share, share this podcast with any other mama who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, with intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever.